0: The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.
1: Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Radio Show, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, we caught up with the founder of Mother's Market and Kitchen, our very own Bruce McGurn. He has so many unique insights that we're going to get right to it. We hope you enjoy Bruce Unplugged. So, Bruce, how did the idea for Mother's Market come about?
0: Came about organically, quite naturally, as a matter of fact. Uh, I and a number of other people were taking yoga at the Yoga Center of California, and we were practicing atop yoga postures and stuff. And so I became friends with a, a number of people. And uh, there were some ladies who wanted a tea room. We were thinking about raising funds for our retreat site a tea room, somebody else wanted uh, to do a a produce store, somebody else wanted to do an herb store, Uh, somebody else thought we ought to have a place for vegetarians to eat, people who are on a special diet. So initially, I guess there were about 16, 20 people that all knew each other and and were studying together. And uh, I found a site on my bicycle one day where we opened our first store and uh, told these people about it. And uh, so moved ahead, and we put together the strangest store in Costa Mesa. A store filled with vitamins and herbs and homeopathics and uh, tinctures and natural body care items and and produce. And uh, oh, we had tea, but also a vegetarian restaurant. and raised uh, eighty two thousand dollars and off we went.
1: Expand on some of the relationships you've formed.
0: Well, there's so many people involved. Not only the salespeople and the distributors, who are distributors and salespeople for natural products, most of which are small businesses, and have been around like nature's best goes all the way back to a health food store called Lindberghs, and uh, and then they needed to be they needed to have a distributor and there wasn't one that they felt like working with, so then they formed a distributorship and. Uh, And then the customers are probably the most important people of all. I worked there every day and uh, was on the floor and was glad to see anybody in this store. So I would relate to them and and say, hi, and what's up? And they'd ask for something and naturally wouldn't have it. So gradually we begin to find out why do people want some of these things? What do they think the benefits are? And... uh, and after meeting thousands of them, we pretty soon we ended up having an inventory of about a million dollars in that Costa Mesa store. It took a while. And we learned a lot about what was really a large number of people who were underserved. You couldn't get the stuff at Ralph's or Vaughn's and you couldn't find it in health food stores in, 70, in the late 70s and, and even into the 80s were very small. And then, of course, we got Whole Foods and uh, Mrs. Gooch's in Los Angeles, and things began to change. But we remained unique because we don't sell alcohol. Um, there are a lot of things we don't do. We don't sell beef and pork. These are kind of yogic things that we picked up from India, I guess. In any event, uh, I learned a lot from the, as well from the investors But my expertise was, or my experience, I don't know about expertise, but it was in business. Uh, The store that we did was the third store I'd done in my life. And uh, so that's what I contributed. And what I learned was uh, all to the good. Because not only did it mean bringing products and serving people who otherwise wouldn't be served, but it also meant that I learned something. And today... I get handfuls of vitamins in the morning, my diet's improved, uh, I'm not fat, I'm just sort of
1: old. Can you talk about some of the employee relationships?
0: Well, that's probably uh, one of the most interesting things. The relationship with customers at times appears to be uh, somewhat superficial and casual, whereas with an employee, somebody might work with for eight hours, day after day after day. So those... Those relationships um, taught me a great deal. I learned a lot. There's a lot to know, and I can't see that there's any end to it.
1: It seems like Mothers has some longtime employees.
0: And longtime customers. I, incredible enough, I, I keep running into people who were there. Well, I was there in 1978, and that's marvelous. You know, I love that.
1: You just moved your Costa Mesa store to a new location at 1890
0: Newport Boulevard. We were on 17th Street in Costa Mesa for 32 years. We opened in 78, and we left in 2010 to take the location on Newport Boulevard at 19th Street. Leaving was uh, uh, sad because we spent 32 years improving the appearance and making incremental changes. And it was tremendous fun. And it just, little by little by little, we started out with a 20-foot wide store, and then we go to a 40-foot wide store, then we went to an 85-foot wide store, and then to 105 feet wide. And it's fun because I used to sit across the street, where I took my breaks at Ma Barker's, and um, I would visualize a friend of mine in Hawaii taught me this. He had a gas station. He used to visualize. He'd, he'd, he'd sit back and he'd look at his gas station and he would visualize great things. So I, well, that sounds like a good idea. So I'd sit across the street and visualize great things. So it was sad in a way to leave 32 years of, uh, of uh, loving uh, effort. On the other hand, if it hadn't been for that, we wouldn't be able to leave. And now we're very, very happy on uh, Newport. Well, there were tremendous opportunities presented because our store, insofar as the customers were concerned, was only about 13,000 feet. And now we had an opportunity to do a store in 25,000 feet, and excluding the storerooms. So, it was tremendous. The things we had learned in doing stores all came to uh, be of tremendous value just in doing this store. Additionally, tremendous architects, a lot of help from uh, from uh, Coatsworth, Carlisle, and their people. Uh, tremendous contractor Al Alman. Tremendous. Uh, uh, Worked by individuals like uh, Mo and Vic and and Deborah and Sharon and a lot of input from a lot of people. Made a beautiful store.
1: So how do you feel about those changes?
0: Well, there were tremendous opportunities presented because our store, insofar as the customers were concerned, was only about 13,000 feet. And now we had an opportunity to do a store in 25,000 feet. And excluding the storerooms. So it was tremendous. The things we had learned in doing stores all came to uh, be of tremendous value just in doing this store. Additionally, tremendous architects, a lot of help from uh, from uh, Coastworth, Carlisle, and their people. Uh, tremendous contractor, Al Alman. Tremendous uh, uh, work by individuals like uh, Mo and Vic and uh, Deborah and Sharon, and a lot of input from a lot of people. Made a beautiful store.
1: How do you feel about the government trying to regulate some of these things?
0: I noticed the government's involvement in the health food industry early on, and I was uh, in total agreement with them on, on, on one item. And that is is the FDA and uh, investigators from the FDA didn't want people in health food stores uh, being physicians or giving out medical advice. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Uh, In the first place, a lot of medical advice is uh, just plain dangerous, even when given by doctors. And in the second place, uh, why should people pretend to be something they're not? If somebody wants to offer a personal anecdote about something that they did that actually happened, and if you want to try it, you know, the proof's in the pudding. Try it. it, It. very few things we sell uh, would would poison you or cause you grievous harm, though some would. For instance, an infant receiving raw honey uh, could react very badly to that. They shouldn't have, infants shouldn't have raw honey. They, they're they not old enough and their uh, bodies just can't handle it. So there are ways to hurt yourself with the healthiest things that we can provide. And people shouldn't give medical advice in, in a store like that where they they have an opportunity to profit from the sale of something. Should not do it. So I agreed with them about that. Even went back to uh, Maryland, where the F- FDA has their headquarters. I had never seen the people who were intent on doing away with health food stores. Um, I had never seen such a group of unhealthy people in my life. Now, I didn't see all of the people. I just saw the ones that were dealing with us. And I was really surprised. I don't think that the FDA or the government should involve itself in people's activities that aren't causing harm to others, aren't gonna create a hazard on the road, uh, really is none of their business. I do think there are practices by people in the industry that are dangerous. The Japanese changed the manufacturing process for a natural product, tryptophan. Not the health restores. stores, not the reputable uh, uh, vitamin encapsulators, but the Japanese, unbeknownst to others, changed the manner in which they were making tryptophan. This resulted in some deaths in the country. Not many, but one would have been too many. Now the FDA decided, well, you cannot sell tryptophan in the store, in a health store. It has to have a prescription from a doctor. I think they're in cahoots with the pharmaceutical industry. I think that's where the funding comes from, and I think that's what they're doing. And I think there are people who honestly have the health and well-being of uh, American citizens at heart. And, want to be sure there are no abuses. Now, how far do we go? How far does your mother go in preventing you to come to harm on the street? How, many, how far can you ride your bike? Where can you ride your bike? How old must you be before you can escape the mothering attention? Um, God bless mothers. I mean, that sincerely wouldn't even be here, much less have survived without a care. Of people like moms. But you could go too far. I think it goes too far if the government starts making legislation that uh, prevents uh, people from having access to vitamins, uh, homeopathics, that they would make legislation that refuses. uh, You cannot make the claim, for instance, neither can Rice Krispies, that this will prevent. This disease, or this will cure that disease. I think we should be scientific. I don't think we should make claims that, for which there is no evidence, no good evidence. So I like that that part of government regulation, and I like the part of of individuals who want to protect us, uh, right up to the point where. Uh, there's no sense in even having free will uh i'm going to be dictated to every moment of my existence i'm not free i'm not i i'm not independent i i don't have a responsibility to take care of myself and others
1: in the news there's a lot about taking choice away from customers mothers has always been about giving customers choices can you talk about that
0: it's an interesting thing um, we've often been criticized by people who come in the store and are amazed at the numbers of bottles and packages. And, uh, and I think it's beautiful because it's, they're colorful. And it's a little different than the standard kind of stuff you see in the drugstore. And I know it's, it, it holds out promise for someone. But the thing is, is that confronted with the abundance and the amount and number of things there are, to look at, to see. Uh, People really uh, are angry. They almost prefer to have hardly anything, making therefore the choice of what to do tonight easier. Well, that's fine, unless we're talking about people with widely varying needs, widely varying needs and tastes. So, hence the huge numbers of uh, of items and uh, I love it because you know you've got a situation which if if the items in the store like gluten-free wheat or products that are gluten-free well I don't I'm not sure I would know whether I was getting any gluten or not but uh, some people with certain conditions will certainly know because their health is impacted Uh, they want gluten-free because Gluten impacts on their health. So, other things are a little vaguer. For instance, if you take B vitamins and you've been depleted of B vitamins for a while, uh, you could notice uh, an immediate change, an immediate lift. After three days, though, you don't notice anything. So, most of the vitamins that people take, you won't know. You could take a thousand milligrams of C every day of your life and have no idea of what it's helping or whether it's helping at all Um, on the other hand i uh, get to take quite a few things and uh, and quite honestly i don't know what they are my wife knows but i've had conditions for instance arthritis Uh, she gives me a few vitamins i notice i don't have any then one day, I have some arthritis in my hands, and I'm going, is there anything I was taking that I'm not getting now? Well, yes. As a matter of fact, you're not getting any cocu or chondroitin. So I said, well, can I please have some because uh, I've I, I noticed this pain came back. So the things like that that you do know and you can't appreciate.
1: You have a mission statement. Truth, beauty, and goodness.
0: Actually, the, uh, the business plan that was done by uh, a friend of ours who was an architect, also there was a lawyer involved um, who helped incorporate the store. I was there with him on the day we incorporated, May of 78. And um, the purpose, it was the mission was stated as a purpose, to manifest truth, beauty, and goodness in the context of a natural food store. And I've heard lots of attempts at improving this, but I spent so much time wondering what manifest meant and what truth was. And beauty, that's sort of something that just comes to you naturally, <laughs> the best kind, I think. And then goodness, well, goodness feels good, I guess. So I spent a lot of time wondering what all these things meant and realized that, uh, there probably was no end to the questions I had about those values. But some things are really obvious. If somebody wants something and it's not going to hurt them and they see a benefit in having it, then letting them have it or making it possible for them to have it at a fair price, a better price than they could get anywhere else, if they could get it anywhere else, that is a manifestation of a good thing. So... I brought it down to a a pretty basic, you know, store kind of thing, where if you're in a store, you greet people, it's friendly, the atmosphere is a good one, you're ready to serve them. It's really about service.
1: What accomplishments are you most proud of?
0: The accomplishments of all the people that I've worked with, many of whom have been there for 28 years, 25 years, 22, uh, plus all the new kids. I'm telling you, working with people is just, a lot of fun. I think I like that better than anything else. So I'm proud of their accomplishments. I really am. And, and I know for a fact that one person can make, can make a difference in this world. But if you're going to run a store that does any considerable amount of volume and earn a living from it, there are going to be a lot of people involved. And then suddenly one person is not all that important. But uh, each of us contribute something. That's the hope. And the joy is seeing it happen. Seeing the customers feel good about what you're doing, and the banker feels good, and your your vendors who get paid, they feel good, the rent's paid, everybody feels good. Payroll's on time, you pay the taxes. So that's something they feel good about.
1: How do you think natural foods have changed since 1978?
0: I've just am reminded of of how few things that were healthy or said to be healthy for you tasted good. To me, uh, being a sort of typical human being at that time, uh, I didn't think it was all that great. I you know, it, it's a funny thing if you if you've been using salt and you've been eating uh, uh, sugar and you've uh, been eating white rice and Wonder Bread and munching it in you know compressing it into little balls and playing games with your food. Um, The stuff that uh, people thought was healthy didn't seem like all that much fun to me. Well, I can say honestly that I've not only learned a lot, I've learned, for instance, that it takes a while to, to lose the addiction to lots of salt on your food. It takes a while... To, uh, to appreciate brown rice and to appreciate the, the value of it. It takes a while to eat really great bread as opposed to bread that has to have uh, vitamins added because they've taken everything out of the food. It takes a while to appreciate all of the things that the, the pioneers in this industry, and these pioneers date back, incidentally, to uh, a time before food was industrialized. The industrialization of the food supply meets all the difference in the world. And for a long time, you know, supermarkets didn't have the ingredients so that you'd know what the heck you were eating. You didn't know what dyes were in there. Or you didn't know what pesticides. You didn't know anything about it. You didn't say anything. It's all hype. Now, thanks to the health food industry, uh, supermarkets have to list all of these things because people become aware that it might be important. So the food has become more delicious, more bountiful. Uh, So many changes over 32 years. I can't even begin to uh, identify them all. But organic has become a real force in the industry, not only for produce, but for ingredients and all kinds of foods. So the taste, fantastic. There, There are a lot of healthy, good things to eat fantastic things. So there have been huge changes in the abundance of, of things and the and the abundance of items that deal with individual problems that people have. For instance, there isn't one kind of arthritis. There's a hundred kinds. And uh, the numbers of things that will help, natural things that will help, uh, are, are vast uh I remember somebody coming in saying, well, such, such a kind of vinegar is, is, is what'll do it. It did it for me. So we got the kind of vinegar. Somebody else would come in and suggest another thing. Then there are people with allergies of all kinds, uh, allergies to wheat, allergies to rice, allergies to bananas, allergy, 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 allergies. And there are all sorts of medical conditions the medical community has become a big part of what we carry. And they recommend an awful lot of people to our store. Because there are just lifestyle changes you can make, they will make all the difference in how quickly and, or whether you get well or not.
1: How important is the education and outreach of seminars?
0: Well, when I think about the contributions contributions of people uh, that I met at the Yoga Center uh, and the contribution to the tradition of uh balance and uh, moderation and uh, uh, adherence to your highest values, uh, I think of my wife. And her contribution, uh, definitely in my case, was one in which she was mentoring me uh, and I was learning from her. I was very skeptical. Um, I'm by nature skeptical. So, uh, there were people and articles and uh, magazines and seminars that she brought to my attention that made all the difference in terms of my appreciation. There isn't any one way to live for for everybody, as far as I know. And there isn't any one way to eat. There isn't any one diet. We're all unique and we're individual. And uh, we need uh, individuals and in any foods and medicines and attention. So uh, education becomes important on, you know, it's not education in the sense, now I've learned what you have taught me, and therefore I know what to do. Uh, You may not know what to do, (laughs) and in fact, what works for you may very well not work for me, and it may not be the case that I like the foods that you like, or that I want to live the way you live so the the value of education if it's broad enough you may hit upon an item now and then that will make all the difference in your life all the difference
1: what do you think about the future of mother's market and kitchen
0: i haven't got a clue i would hope that we just pursue the path we're on and encounter each new challenge an obstacle as it as it arises and uh do well with it. Um, right now, we're, we're concerned mostly with uh, passing along what we've experienced and what we've learned to new people who have just joined us. With 600 people now working for mothers, and it's probably more than 600, incidentally, <laughs> and more to come, um, I think uh, our immediate objectives are to retain the culture of service and the effort to manifest something good, something beautiful, uh, and be honest about it, uh, we're going to do that in Orange County. We're going to limit ourselves to serving Orange County. We're looking for locations in Laguna Niguel and South County. And we plan on a store in Brea. And of course, we already have one in Anaheim Hills and Santa Ana and Huntington Beach and Irvine and Costa Mesa. There you have it. Oh, Laguna Woods.
1: That's a wrap on today's very special Mother's Market Radio Show. And many thanks to Bruce for taking the time to share some of his experiences. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market Radio Show and for shopping at Mother's Market.